Last month, the group Beulah Town Center LLC sent the, sent the county a letter of intent to purchase 375 acres of that property for $20 million. On Thursday, during the agenda review meeting, Escambia County Commissioners encouraged them to revise that dollar figure as well as leaving 250 acres for job creation. Fred Hemmer with Beulah Town Center uh, revised that offer to buy 290 acres for the same $20 million price tag. We firmly believe this needs to be a town center. And the only way it's going to be a town center is if you have one developer do the whole thing. If you start piecemealing this, none of those people piecemealing are going to build or take care of a town center. I don't think. I haven't haven't seen that happen. And the Escambia County Commissioners are expected to review that proposal at their meeting next month. In the meantime, they have authorized County Attorney Allison Rogers and uh, Administrator Wes Moreno to continue discussions with the organization. When they meet on Thursday, Santa Rosa County leaders are likely to be the next to approve plans for the new District 1 Medical Examiner's facility. What I would have liked to do was see what we can do to help the current medical examiner facility that's there now improve. That would save us a ton of money instead of building a brand new Taj Mahal. Based on yesterday's conversation, Commissioner James Calkins would be the only no vote would be the only no vote. The plans call for a new facility to be located in Santa Rosa County on Commerce Road near Avalon Boulevard. Last week, the Escambia County Commissioners unanimously approved their end of the agreement. Escambia, Santa Rosa, Okaloosa, and Walton counties will all be splitting the cost of construction for the new facility. The price tag for that comes in at about $18 million. State Attorney Ginger Bowden-Madden is confirming her office will be reviewing allegations brought against Escambia County Commissioner Jeff Burgosh regarding text messages sent back in 2021. In an emailed statement, Madden says her office has received, quote, several inquiries, concerns, and allegations that communications between some county commissioners may have been improper. Madden says they'll be reviewing all available government communications to determine if further investigation is warranted. Bragash sent text messages in 2021 to David Baer, instructing him to share redistricting plans with fellow commissioners Lumen May and Stephen Perry, along with saying, quote, don't tell me what he says, LOL, end quote. 508 at News Radio 92.3, and let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather forecast this morning. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. We are going to be very chilly as you go throughout the morning hours. Temperatures in the 30s. As we go into the afternoon, temperatures warming up near 62 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures falling again, 42 degrees for your low. By Wednesday, temperatures warming back up near 62 degrees, partly cloudy skies. Wednesday night, temperatures dropping into the 51 degree range, and we are going to be seeing temperatures still in the low 60s as you go into your Thursday. Stay connected to Channel 3 News first morning weather team. Download the WEARTV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Right now, 38 degrees in Pensacola, 42 in Gulf Breeze, and 35 in Milton. Our next news at 5:30. Breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. Do you struggle with occasional nerve aches in your hands or feet? Try Nervive Nerve Relief from the world's number one nerve care company. Nervive tablets contain alpha lipoic acid to relieve nerve aches, weakness, and discomfort plus B-complex vitamins to support healthy nerve function as you age. Live life with less nerve discomfort with Nervive Nerve Relief. Learn more at NerviveHealth.com. And try Nervive Pain Relieving Cream to block nerve pain signals at the source. Use as directed. Sometimes I struggle to get to sleep. My body stopped for the day, but my mind is still running. So I take ZQL. ZQL, the world's number one sleep aid brand, has a range of non-habit-forming products to fit you and your family's needs. Invest in a great night's sleep for the best you tomorrow. I'm awake and ready to take on anything. Better days start with ZQL Nights. Explore our products at ZQL.com. Uses directed. Keep out of reach of children. Hi, this is Tom Bodet from Manger 6. We know you've been traveling a lot this holiday season and you've probably been told there's no room at the end. Well, that's just not the case here at Manger 6. This is Jeff Wayne, General Sales Manager, wishing you a very Merry Christmas and a super Happy New Year. Hi, I'm Morgan, Promotion Assistant for Cat Country, wishing you a Happy Holidays and a Merry Christmas. This is Tom Bodet from Manger 6 reminding you there's always room at this end. We'll even leave a star out for you. 
Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Yeah, so if the board approves the agenda item on Thursday, we would move them up to 8 o'clock from 8.30. And uh, I can tell you the, the goal behind that change was really working to keep these public forums at the beginning to make it accessible for folks. So a couple of things came out of the um, committee session yesterday, what other uh, municipalities would call the agenda review for the Santa Rosa County Commission. Uh, new chairman, Sam Parker, uh, District 1, is in there and, uh, you know, had been uh, Colton Wright from District 5. And uh, talking about moving up the time of the meetings was one of his proposals. From So it's 9.30 is when the actual meeting starts. And then Colton, in an effort to kind of create some kind of order around the chaos that, had be- that the public forum had become, had said, okay, we're going to have the meetings at 9.30. We're going to have the public forum start at 8.30. And they can go as much as an hour, but we won't go more more than an hour. And more than an hour, I think, is we come back after the meeting was how it was gonna, it was going to work. And it did work to kind of calm down the public forum quite a bit. And now you've got uh, Sam Parker saying, you know, let's just make it all be one thing. Let's go back to the old way of doing it, where we just do the public forum and then we do the regular meeting and not have this artificial system of only an hour and sometimes that means that you've got a break coming um which is you know kind of weird but let's move it up to eight o'clock so that we can give people who want to come and speak at the meeting and have to go to work at nine a real chance that they can come and have their say um ray eddington responded to this after public forum i like going right on into our regular meeting don't take no 30 minute break or 45 let's go right on into it get it over with I i love that yeah, I mean, and I can understand that because you get all set up and you're doing the public forum and then you got a break for 20 minutes or 35 minutes. You got to walk back to your office and then come back in and set up. It, it is a little bit inefficient. It is the system that the uh, Escambia County Commission does, by the way. Um, they have the meetings are at 530, but the public forum starts at 430. And if the public forum goes long, they just I'm trying to think if it's happened much recently, but they'll typically just cut it off. I believe they might let the, you can always start a meeting later than advertised. You just can't start a meeting earlier than advertised. So I think sometimes they might have pushed back the 5.30 meeting. In any case, it's but it also means that sometimes public talks for 15 minutes, and then at 4.45, you got a 45-minute you know nap you can go take uh, before you come back for the regular meeting. Um, Sam Parker says, um, you know, and, and he got pushed back from all four commissioners. All four commissioners, kind of for different reasons, said that they actually liked the 8.30 start time, not the 8 a.m. start time. I think it's not a... Big deal one way or the other. If, if the majority of y'all feel like you want to stay at 8.30, she's probably watching. So I'll, put, I'll give her a little plug. I don't know in seven years I've ever given my wife a plug, but she even said, maybe you should stay with 8.30 and it'd be easier on the staff. They wouldn't have to be as rushed to get there. And I said, baby, I, I asked staff about it ahead of time. It, it makes no never mind to me whether we get here at 8. <laughs> Just a side note to Sam, who's a, a good friend. Um, Maybe don't in the meeting give your wife credit and then explain how you explained to her how she she hadn't thought through her question completely. <laughs> oh well, you know it's it doesn't matter. It's not that big of a deal. But they wound up going with the. Um, I mean, there's no voting yet, but on Thursday I think they're going to decide on sort of the overall thing. I which is not clear to me because he is the chairman. He can kind of make these rules. So I'm not sure whether we're done talking about this. There were other ones that were more interesting and more significant. Um, particularly surrounding public forum. Uh, that That's actually very, very interesting because he's proposing some pretty dramatic changes to the way public input works. Um, basically, the short version of it is, number one, 
you can have as many speakers as you want during the open forum before the agenda portion of the meeting starts. One thing I do like on the, the current proposed format and the format you see in front of you today is there's no time limit to public forum. So if we have 30 people show up and they all want to speak, we're going to give 30 people four minutes, and that's going to go past an hour. Uh, so there's not a time limit. Which means that you might have the public meeting starting at 10 or 11 or, you know, 935. And one of the things that Colton Wright had always said when he was the chairman is he wanted to have the regular agenda start at 930 because people who are traveling for, you know, presentations coming from a distance, professionals like, you know, attorneys often show up at these meetings for their clients that have to do with, you know, requests or whatever, um, that they would be better served if you can give them a rough estimate of when the actual agenda is going to happen and look, if the agenda might happen at 9.30 or it might happen at 11.30, you don't know what to tell them, and it's wasting their time, um, and it's inefficient, okay? But, you know, Commissioner Calkins, who has always said, you know, I love the, as much crazy chaos as there can possibly be. That's his mantra. Uh, I mean, he doesn't say it. He more lives it. Um, but, you know, he wants as many people as possible to come and talk, and at four minutes apiece, if we stay here till 5 o'clock at night, no problem. I just want to say that I appreciate the fact that the uh, public forum – if we have 100 people in here, we'll stay here till night. And that's good for our First Amendment. That's good for the citizens, that they will not be limited or they, they got their four minutes no matter what. But the weird part, uh, in my mind, the weird part of the proposal is that the only time you get to talk is during that public forum for four minutes. So, for example, if you've got Agenda item, the way it works now and the way it works in all of the local bodies is you have a public forum during which you can have your say on any topic, whether it's supposed to come before the board or not. And then during the agenda portion, although Sam said that the Santa Rosa County School Board doesn't do it this way, but I'm not sure that's correct. Uh, he might be. I don't watch that board enough to feel comfortable knowing uh, that I can say, but that would be it. Because normally you have, during the agenda, you can also talk, which is the way it's supposed to be because a voting matter should get specific input on that matter from the public. Now, that can be done different ways. You know, does the public talk and then the um, the council or the committee to commission talk and then the public keeps talk? Or, as had been the case in Milton, or as is the case like in Escambia County Commission where the public gives their testimony and then the commission members talk. And after they're done, the public doesn't get to talk again. Um, but what Sam is saying is, the public doesn't even get to talk in that portion. It's all during the forum. So if you have three agenda items and you also want to talk about some outside issue, let's say, you have four minutes to cover all four topics. Now, you can do it Monday at the committee meeting and you can do it Thursday at the regular meeting, but there is no during the meeting conversation that's going to go on. That was the thing. That's, that is a major change in the structure of the meetings, and uh, I, I do not support it. You know, I don't I, I I understand what he's trying to do, but I don't think that this is the normal way to do it. Even in Tallahassee, they don't do it this way. Um, and so I I disagree with this. His concern is you get meetings that get out of control because people come back and talk 15 or 20 times. That can happen. I mean, it can happen, but it's rare. And sometimes people do abuse the system. I've seen it happen in Escambia County where, you know, you had one guy in particular a couple of times who'd come up and speak on every single item. And it was such a waste of time. Eh, that's rare. It's a problem. It's rare. But um, what you should do instead, if, you, if that becomes an issue, just pass a rule that says somebody can't talk more than three times or talk four times or a total time during the meeting. It's not common. But it is common for people to want to have input on multiple items. Of course, the other thing, and I, I think this is also what Sam is worried about, is you do have people, particularly people who are running for office, um, <laughs> candidates for county commission, uh, who want to, like, use this as their stump speech time and want to come up and talk on every single item and, you know, portray themselves as the county expert and get attention and have input on everything. And it, it is a bit much. <laughs> I mean, frankly, it really is a bit much. So how do you solve all of that? Well, again, my view is give people time in the public forum. I, I think three minutes is plenty, four minutes is too much. And then give them, you know, depending on the number of speakers you have registered, Give them time for the agenda item, but just, you know, manage it based on the total number of people who want to appear or how often they want to appear. You know, two minutes is plenty. If you have a lot of speakers a minute in Tallahassee, they sometimes go as far as limiting you to 30 seconds. It's a bit ridiculous, but, you know, they can do that. So um, I think this is a mistake. 
Uh, I definitely think this is something that the public is going to push back on. I would expect there to be, in Santa Rosa County in particular, I expect there will be a lot of people at Thursday's meeting to protest this because it is a reduction in public input for the county commission, uh, for the public to the county commission. But we'll see. Uh, Meanwhile, there was kind of a funny moment in the Santa Rosa County Commission meeting yesterday. You had Ray Eddington talking about the start time of 8.30, telling us his daily activities. I I like the 8.30 because... I know at 8 o'clock you got school zones and stuff, and I just thought it'd be hard for them to get here at 8. Uh, I like the 8.30. It don't matter to me. I get here around 6.30 every morning. Uh, I'm an early bird. Uh, I like to go in and sit and look at females and stuff. You know that. To look at females? Wait, what did he say? I'm an early bird. Uh, I like to go in and sit and look at emails and stuff. You know that. <laughs> I, wait, um, a Floridian slip. Uh, <laughs> a Floridian slip. That's great. Um, so we all heard it, and we all wondered, did we just hear what we heard? So Carrie Smith, very adorable, comes back and says, I just, I just want to clear up something. When I was listening to Commissioner Eddington, he says he gets in early to look at the emails. It wasn't the females. Because <laughs> I saw everybody go, did he just say I threw that? <laughs> <laughs> that was, especially because Ray is such a, like, straight and narrow kind of guy. It just cracked me up. You know, I come in early to look at the females. You mean the emails? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was great. Oh, man. 522 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. And if you're thinking about that next vehicle, trying to decide where to go, where to, you know, what's the best place to browse around, especially if you're thinking about, you know, cars that are a year, two, three years old, almost new, not, not much more used than that. Frontier Motors is a great place to buy good quality used cars. I've been talking about them for years, and, you know, they've got a selection that just, can't be rival. They have 300 different cars, trucks, vans, SUVs, sedans, Jeeps, sports cars on the lot at any given moment. And you can test drive a bunch of them. They're actually organized by genre. You know, so all the trucks are over here, all the sports cars are over there. And you can go there and you can sit in them. You can fiddle with the knobs. You can get the keys and you can drive three, four, you know, as many as you want, really, to make a good decision. That's what they want. They want you to make a good decision. And so... um, from that, you can really say, well, I want this year, make, model. I want that trim package, this color. Can you guys go find it for me? Which, if they don't have it, they will. But I know we became customers there just because they had a car. They just had a car, and we wound up buying it, even though we weren't really um, intending to. But it was a smoking deal on exactly the car that we wanted. We were, we were just trying to buy it maybe six months in the future. And so, you know, that's selection is what sold us, frankly. It's what brought us in the door, Frontier Motors. Serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years, right behind the big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. The Volkswagen Sign and Drive event wraps up the year at Pete Moore Imports. And that means with zero down payment, zero due at signing, zero security deposit, and zero first month payment, you can lease the 2024 Volkswagen Atlas, Atlas Cross Sport, Tiguan, or Taos at Pete Moore Imports today. It's never been easier to bring a shiny new Volkswagen home for the holidays. All you have to do is just sign your name. There's no down payment, no security deposit, nothing due at signing, and no first month payment. How much easier could it be? Just sign your name and you'll be driving a 2024 Atlas, Atlas Cross Sport, Tiguan, or Taos home today. And as the new year comes to close, Pete Moore Imports wishes everyone a very Merry Christmas and a happy holiday season. Pete Moore Imports is not in Car City, so you won't pay Car City prices. Speedmore Imports is at 106 New Warrington Road, Pensacola. For highly qualified customers through Volkswagen Credit, zero first month payment up to $900. Offer ends January 2nd, 2024. See dealer for details. This is Paul Epstein with Running Wild. Join me tomorrow at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Discover why we at Running Wild are the running and fitness experts in the Pensacola and Fairhope communities, specializing in fitting you in the best shoe, apparel, and training for your unique needs. We pride ourselves on serving, training, and encouraging you to reach your goals. So bring your questions tomorrow at 10. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Do you struggle with occasional nerve aches in your hands or feet? Try Nervive Nerve Relief from the world's number one nerve care company. Nervive tablets contain alpha-lipoic acid, 
to relieve nerve aches, weakness, and discomfort, plus B-complex vitamins to support healthy nerve function as you age. Live life with less nerve discomfort with Nervive Nerve Relief. Learn more at NerviveHealth.com. And try Nervive Pain Relieving Cream to block nerve pain signals at the source. Use as directed. Sometimes I struggle to get to sleep. My body stopped for the day, but my mind is still running. So I take ZQuil. ZQuil, the world's number one sleep aid brand, has a range of non-habit forming products to fit you and your family's needs. Invest in a great night's sleep for the best you tomorrow. I'm awake and ready to take on anything. Better days start with ZQuil nights. Explore our products at ZQuil.com. Uses directed. Keep out of reach of children. Fox News Guy Benson gives you the news and brings you the newsmakers every day at 2 on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. I am so tired of dealing with incompetence. It says 100% guaranteed, you moron. Mister, if you don't shut up, I'm going to kick 100% of your ass. Love said Twenty-six on News Radio ninety-two-three, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Fence Cola Morning News. We got uh, news in about school grades yesterday. School grades came out for the state of Florida, including Escambia County and Santa Rosa County. Uh, overall, Santa Rosa is an A, and uh, Escambia is a B. Uh, we have some failing schools. We have some schools that improved, some schools that, that did not improve. Um, the one thing that's worth knowing, and it is kind of an interesting portion about these grades, is. They are not considered like baseline evaluation grades that are going to determine anything. They are um, grades that are kind of provisional. What was the exact term that they used in the spreadsheet? It was kind of an unusual one. Um, Informational baseline grade 2023. And that's because the best standards that are being used now for Florida are different from the old tests that they used to give. And also different, not just because it's different questions, so you might get sort of, you know, different results in evaluating the schools. You know, when kids are taking these tests, you might get different, um, you know, ratings for them by which you evaluate the effectiveness of the school. But the entire methodology of the test is different. And I appreciate the article that the PNJ had about this. It kind of caught me by surprise because I didn't know this. Typically, you know, a group of third graders are taking a test and they all get the same 30 questions, right? That's how a test works. You all take the same test. That's not how this works. You start answering questions on your device at your desk, and the test is designed to change the subsequent questions you get based on whether you score correctly or incorrectly on the first questions. So it's like a choose-your-own-adventure test, meaning that if you get questions one through three right, it kind of, I guess, I tried to find information on this. It was kind of hard to find. Um, but you basically, it moves you up into harder questions as a way of really trying to refine, again, my theory, is to refine its analysis of how much you know or don't know or what you can do and can't do. Meanwhile, if you don't get the first couple right, it kind of moves you down. Like it tracks you basically into a cohort and then more refines the test to you. So a class is not all taking the same test past the first few questions. I thought that was fascinating, but it does mean that the way things are evaluated um, may not quite look the way the previous ones were. So they don't mean an awful lot this year around. Uh, David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? President Biden and Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky will be meeting later today at the White House. Zelensky will also be meeting with lawmakers on Capitol Hill during his visit. This comes as aid for Ukraine remains stuck uh, in Congress, where some Republicans say it'll have to wait until next year as it'll be tied to southern border reforms. Israel says its soldiers are surrounding the last Hamas strongholds in the northern Gaza Strip. Israel's defense minister says Hamas battalions in the region are on the verge of dismantling. And Google on the losing end of an antitrust lawsuit filed by video game company Epic Games. A jury decided Google's play, uh, the Google Play phone app is an illegal monopoly. Epic has been fighting Google and Apple for years over their payment sharing systems. The company had to change their software uh, so that people could pay Epic directly. They were being charged 30%. Oh, yeah, the the scam (laughs) monopoly for both kinds of phones, right? The Apple Store and the Google Play Store. Um, So it's kind of two issues. One is the funding control, you know, 
tremendous amount of money. But also the limited access, right? Because you use the limited access in order to artificially inflate the percentages that you can take off of the top for those apps. So uh, both are issues. We'll see what the changes bring, if any, to our phone uh, culture. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Supreme Court agrees to decide on an expedited basis whether former President Trump can be federally prosecuted for trying to overturn the 2020 election results. Special counsel Jack Smith asking the Supreme Court to quickly decide on the immunity claims which would bypass any lower court decisions. Earlier this month, a U.S. district judge denied a motion from the former president's lawyers to dismiss his indictment on presidential immunity and constitutional grounds, leading him to appeal and ask for the case to be put on hold. Fox's Kristen Goodwin Trump attorneys have until next Wednesday to respond to the special counsel's petition. An announcement is expected today about Harvard University President Claudine Gay's future. She has refused to resign for not denouncing anti-Semitism on campus strongly enough. Half of Harvard University's faculty, some 700 members, have signed onto a letter urging Harvard's governing boards to not fire Gay. Fox's Brian Dennis. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 531. It's News Radio 92, 338 degrees, partly cloudy this morning in Pensacola. Santa Rosa County intends to submit an application to the Triumph Gulf Coast Board to help facilitate additional job creation. Economic Development Director Shannon Ogletree says they plan to apply for $7.5 million to go towards infrastructure improvements and land acquisition. We're working with a partner that will uh, bring uh, infrastructure improvements to the site, upwards of 400,000 square feet. Uh, We are needing that uh, type of uh, spec space, that spec building, uh, to bring more jobs, more opportunities to the county. And the property is located across from Stuckey's on Garcon Point Road near I-10. They intend to use it to house a distribution and logistics center, which would create over 180 jobs with an average salary of around $49,100. The Florida Department of Education has released their report cards for school districts in the 2022-23 year. The Escambia School District received a B grade. Overall, 11 schools earned A grades, 11 received Bs. There were five, five D schools, five got an F. In the Santa Rosa School District, they received an A for the eighth straight year. 12 schools received A's, 11 earned Bs, uh, 11 received 11 earned Bs. Uh, there were five D schools, five F schools. The Santa Rosa School District. A Pensacola woman was arrested early yesterday morning after reportedly uh, being seen standing in a roadway with her three-year-old grandchild who was crying and, quote, cold to the touch. 47-year-old Rebecca Cross is charged with child neglect. According to an arrest report, police received a call around, around 4 a.m. Around 4 a.m., about a woman standing in the roadway of Wright Street with a three-year-old child. Police arrived. They uh, found the child wearing only pajamas with no socks, shoes, or jacket. The temperature at the time was below 45 degrees. Police confirmed that Cross was the child's grandmother and had been caring for the child since Friday. A former South Florida teacher now facing charges for allegedly sending nude photos to an underage girl. 20-year-old, Marie, 29-year-old, that is, Mauricio Ruiz, was a part-time middle school teacher in Miami-Dade County when he began communicating with the victim. Investigators say Ruiz had messaged the girl on Instagram, began chatting and FaceTiming with her, eventually sent pictures of himself. Ruiz was arrested after paying the girl for explicit photos and videos and faces several charges of offenses against a student. Plans for the new District 1 Medical Examiner's Office should advance this week with approval from the Santa Rosa Board of Commissioners. It's a fair deal for everybody, particularly when you look at what's going to happen with our growth and our population and our use of the ME's office as population changes throughout the, the, the different you know, areas of the, of the panhandle. You know, Walton will continue to go up, Oak Lusa will continue to go up, but, but I think the, the two counties that have the most growth in, in the near future is going to be Santa Rosa and Walton. That is uh, District 5's Colton Wright. Last week, Escambia County leaders signed off on the interlocal agreement. The two counties, along with Okaloosa and Walton, will be splitting the cost of construction for the facility. It'll be located in Santa Rosa County on Commerce Road near Avalon Boulevard. 
535. And let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather forecast this morning. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. We are going to be very chilly as you go throughout the morning hours. Temperatures in the 30s. As we go into the afternoon, temperatures warming up near 62 degrees. Overnight tonight, temperatures falling again, 42 degrees for your low. By Wednesday, temperatures warming back up near 62 degrees, partly cloudy skies. Wednesday night, temperatures dropping into the 51 degree range, and we are going to be seeing temperatures still in the low 60s as you go into your Thursday. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Cold start this morning, 38 degrees right now in Pensacola, 42 in Gulf Breeze, 35 in Milton. Our next news at 6, breaking news anytime it happens. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. This is Joe Ford with Pensacola Right Now. I can happily wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. I can't wait to spend the next month listening to Christmas music and giving my nine-month-old little girl her first screenings of The Santa Claus, Home Alone, A Charlie Brown Christmas, and of course, It's a Wonderful Life. Merry Christmas from my family and from all of us at News Radio 92.3. Merry Christmas. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Are you looking for your forever floors? We got them. Hi, we're Buck and Ashley Deese, the proud owners of Deese Elite Concrete Coatings, where we make concrete pretty. Four times stronger than epoxy with a lifetime warranty. Our coatings are perfect for your garage, patio, pool deck, and more. For one day installation, trust the Deese Elite experience, now offering financing. Get your forever floors by calling us today at 850-329-5599. We make concrete pretty. The Pensacola Christmas Concert is back on News Radio 92.3. It's 24 hours of Christmas music from you, Pensacola. Local churches, local bands, local musicians, all right here on News Radio 92.3 all Christmas Day. We have music from the Pensacola Children's Chorus, the Pensacola Civic Band, Olive Baptist Church, the Perdido Brass, and more. And if you'd like your music to be part of the Pensacola Christmas Concert, send an email to christmas at newsradio923.com. Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay. Mornings before pep talk on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Morning, 537 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. Yesterday, we had a chance to talk to uh, Santa Rosa Sheriff Bob Johnson about a variety of matters. Sheriff, welcome back to the show, sir. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. We uh, we had something that we don't have very often, but we had a drive-by shooting on, um, what, in uh, East Bay Boulevard in Navarre, somewhere in that vicinity. Is that right? Uh, yeah, we did. It, uh, we got recovered cell casings from the area. To, uh, it told us that it was an AK-47. Oh. Um, nobody was hurt, but, yeah, my house was uh, struck a few times. Wow. Uh, so do we have a, even a number of shots or anything like that that you can report? No, it's multiple. Um, that's, that's all I really know. It's multiple shots. But uh, as I said before, luckily nobody was injured. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's fairly scary. So I assume you know, you guys have done the standard, you know, look at the cameras and see what might be available and try to find witnesses. And so far, all you know is shots fired and casings found. Yeah, well, our detectives do have leads, and um, they're working with the Scandia County Sheriff's Office. They, um, I believe, the same vehicle was involved in an incident over there. So um, we're working with them, and we're trying to uh, narrow down who it was, and hopefully we'll have an arrest soon. Okay, all right, well... Um, if you've got shell casings from crime scene A and you've got shell casings from crime scene B, I assume that you can make some matches and, you know, there's all kinds of ways to connect, yep. connect that evidence to each other. So that's, uh, I mean, good news about a bad news story. The the one note here was that uh, you guys had reason to believe that it's not a random act of violence, but that there's something targeted or retaliatory or something involved here. Is that right? Correct. Correct. It wasn't just a, uh, you know, picking a house at random. Okay. So. All right. Wow. Okay. Uh, I guess you guys also had somebody who wasn't super happy with the um, amenities of the Milton Hilton. Yeah, and you know, 
I take pride in my gated community, and it really hurts my heart when people try to leave early. But, uh, yeah, we had somebody try to escape last night. <laughs> wow. How'd that go for them? It didn't go very well. Um, you know, when you're in on a domestic violence charge and you have a $1,000 bond, and then you decide to try to escape, now your bond's at 25500 and you've got uh, felony charges, it's, you know, you're just not using the old noggin, but that's probably why he was in there to begin with, so not exactly a rocket scientist. Do you mind, I mean, I know for all kinds of reasons you might want to decline, but can you tell me anything about how he tried? Because, I mean, we've all seen, you know, Shawshank Redemption and Escape from Alcatraz and The Great Escape, and we know know the various kinds of things people try to do. Was this clever, stupid? What did he try? very stupid um you know everything every place in that jail is pretty much covered by a camera and um if you do something we have what we call control room operators and all they do is they sit there and open doors via you know the control panel and all they do is that and watch cameras and they're very good at the job and um so he right on camera he starts trying to go out a certain area which you, you know you can't get out unless you you take some things apart let's just put it that way okay and so um they're watching him and he, as soon as he starts trying to, to get out they call CROs and come there and they immediately uh, take him down and now he's got a lot more trouble than just a domestic violence charge yeah that's that's how that works out so okay not not exactly yeah. the great caper that's going to make a movie out of it i suspect then <laughs> No, it's not Escape from Alcatraz worthy, so no. no. <laughs> not making any paper mache heads or using the uh, secret pickaxe in the uh, Bible no. or anything like that. Okay, all right, fair enough. Uh, no, la- no, nothing like that. <laughs> la- last thing is, um, and this is kind of a good and a bad note, but it's a good note of sorts. Uh, you have a retired canine, Ziggy, yeah. um, who's had some sickness and uh, had a surgery, right? Yeah, you know, and I tell you what, these dogs, even when they retire, they're still like our children, you know. I mean, uh, we treat them like kids, basically, and and uh, the, uh, the handler gets to keep the dog until, you know, the dog passes away. So it's like a family member. And, yeah, um, Ziggy had uh, illness. They, they removed, I think, a tumor, and um, he's going to be okay. But it's still scary, you know. It's like somebody telling you one of your kids is sick. It's like, oh, so. Yeah, no, it's very sad, but, it, you know, the good news is that the surgery went well and he's recovering, and, um, you know, I'm sure very active. I know these dogs are just, you know, they're so full of life all the time. Uh, Sheriff Bob Johnson, sir, always a pleasure, always good to talk to you. Uh, it'll be a little while before we talk to you again, but uh, happy, uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, sir. Hey, to you and yours, Andrew, stay safe. Absolutely. 542 News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable, most definitely. If you are uh, uh, the owner of a nice import, a BMW, Porsche, a Mercedes, a Genesis, Audi, Jaguar, a Lexus, uh, these are cars that you pay extra to get, and you might think you have to pay extra to have them serviced by the dealership. Well, you don't. Uh, you can have them serviced at Bobby Likas Auto Service. Uh, no problem, right here on Davis Highway. Instead of driving to Mobile or driving to Destin or driving to wherever you bought the car, wherever the dealership is, if you moved here with that car, the point is you don't have to go to the dealership. You don't have to pay the extra time, the gas, the price, all of that stuff. You can go to Bobby Likas. Now, they work on those cars all the time. They also work on diesel engines. Not everybody does. Uh, they work on those, no problem. They, of course, work on domestics and gas-powered engines, too. I mean, you know, it's not like only imports and only uh, diesel engines. They work on anything. But their philosophy is they want you to come in sort of for the more common but small things, you know, the preventative maintenance, the routine stuff, because when you do, they can check for the possibility that other bigger things might be coming. And you want to avert that stuff when it's small. It's cheaper. It's less inconvenient. Um, you know, you, sometimes you can prevent the thing altogether. That's why you call it preventative maintenance, right? That philosophy is represented in their website name, carclinicservice.com, which is like a healthcare clinic for your car. So you, they want you to bring it to them healthy so you don't have to bring it to them broken, right? Bobby Likas Auto Service right here on Davis Highway. Season's greetings from our Gulf Breeze Natural Gas team. Holiday nights means it's time to gather around your fireplace with your family. We are proud to serve all of Gulf Breeze and Pensacola Beach. If you'd like to learn more about the benefits of natural gas for your home or business, please visit gulfbreezenaturalgas.com. We also offer appliance rebates. And remember, we are here to help make natural gas your holiday style, your holiday comfort, and your energy. Hi, this is Earl Ron. At New South Window, we bring the factory to you. 
Our windows and doors are made with quality in mind, and your products and installation are backed by our lifetime warranty. That's because New South Window knows the importance of single source accountability. We believe in removing the middleman so you get more for your money. This is real factory direct. One company, one call, guaranteed for life. Get New South Proud. Buy two of our products and get the third free. Visit NewSouthWindow.com. Is your house making you sick? Learn about the hazards lurking in your home that can affect your health due to high humidity levels and excess moisture. High humidity levels and excess moisture inside the home are the leading cause of insect infestation, mold, mildew, musty odors, and fungi, which can result in making you sick. Condensations on windows and vents, blistering or peeling paint, and cupping of hardwood floors are all signs of high humidity levels and excess moisture. Learn more tomorrow at 9 on Pep Talk with Lisa Murphy from Southern Climate Solutions. This message is sponsored by the Florida A&M University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Mary on Demand is live. Start your marijuana education journey today and learn more with Mary on Demand. Take the self-guided education series at your own pace. You'll decide what you'd like to learn and when. Visit mary.famu.edu to learn more. That's M-M-E-R-I dot F-A-M-U dot E-D-U. Mary, educate, learn, talk. The Dave Ramsey Show, weeknight 7 to 10, before WEAR TV News on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. You silly children believe everything you see. When you're grown up, you'll realize that snowman can't come to life. Well, maybe Snowman can't come to life in Pensacola. <laughs> Let's, or that life would be very short-lived. Uh, 547 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. So another step in the drama surrounding Jeff Bergosh and the text messages that he sent um, uh, to David Baer asking David to go present his redistricting plans to Lumen May and, and Stephen Barry. But don't answer me back, LOL. <laughs> Anyway, uh, PNJ, you know, reporting on those, what, two weeks ago now? And um, I have had several people tell me that they were going to the state attorney's office to ask for an investigation about the Sunshine Law and or uh, gerrymandering. And you had Mike Kohler, of course, as we reported on Friday morning, on Thursday night, he uh, had actually said in the county meeting that he was calling, he was going to write to Ginger Bowden Madden about this and uh, I don't know whether he has or not, but they came out with a preemptive statement yesterday saying that, oh, here, I'll just, I'll just read you the statement. It's not that long. Um, oh, no, I, I lie. I, where did I go? There you go. My office has recently received several inquiries, concerns, and allegations that communications between some of the Escambia County commissioners, which required pr- uh, public notice, may have been improper. The Florida Sunshine Law is an important tool for ensuring transparency and accountability in government. It helps to protect the public's right to know and to participate in the decision-making process. Open government is the core of our democratic principles. My office will be reviewing the allegations we have received, including all available government communications. To determine if further investigation is warranted, our office will not be issuing any further statements on this matter at this time. So they are now officially investigating. Now, they do not name Jeff Bergash in this particular, um, you know, disclosure this announcement but i think it's not robert bender <laughs> they're investigating although maybe i mean you know why not investigate all five you know if i'm the state attorney i'm looking at everything i can find because like kohler said in the meeting either there, there's sort of sort of three outcomes here outcome number one is you find out that all the commissioners did nothing wrong which is great to find out I mean, I, honestly, I hope the investigation shows that nobody did anything wrong at all. Wouldn't that be good news? Right? You, well, Andrew, I, I, I thought you thought Jeff Bergash did something wrong. No, I've said he didn't violate the sunshine based on what we've seen. He, there may be other, email, or other texts that show he did violate the sunshine. I don't know. You don't know what's out there. He's a pretty sharp guy. His brother's a, law, a, a judge. He knows the sunshine law. You know, um, I would actually be surprised 
if he violated the Sunshine Law in these texts. I mean, that would be kind of surprising, frankly. Um, but I certainly hope they're exempt. Why would you want to hope your commissioners are found guilty of violating the law? Like, that's a weird thing to hope for. Um, but also, it would clear them, right? If that were the case, we'd it'd be like, oh, great, cool, let's move on. That would be a nice thing for once to have Escambia County completely exonerated, right, of any wrongdoing. Um, so one possibility is they find out that nothing is done wrong. Possibility number two, there's this widespread pattern of terrible corruption and violations of sunshine, sunshine law and gerrymandering and everything else. Now, I, I've said before, I do think he gerrymandered. Um, that's a separate issue from sunshine violations. But anyway, um, that's also a harder one to prove, frankly. Anyway, um, so that's another possibility. And in which case, you know what? We have violations. Maybe we have jail time. Maybe we have, um, you know, cleaning house. The governor comes in and cleans house. I mean, th- that's like the most extreme possibility you can imagine, you know, going back to like the children's era, right? The third possibility, which I think is um, at least as possible as, as option number one, is they look and they find, um, you know, some minor violations or some violations that need sort of maybe a punishment, but they're you know, that's it. And then we move on. And it's a learning experience for the commissioners to just do better in the future and other local officials to do better in the future. I, you know, I'm, my bet is it's either going to be one or three. I don't think number two is very likely. But, you know, I don't know what the, all these texts say. So, you know, time will tell or how widespread the investigation is going to be. 551 on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Yes, I am. <laughs> Hang on one second. I'm having a loading screen. Oh, no worries. Issue By the here. way, just just one follow up. You know, I, I I've told you before. I'll say it again. I, I really um, I try not to read Jeff Bergash's blog because it's such vile stuff. Um, and it at one time it was really useful information, and then it kind of melded into something else entirely. Um, so I feel like I have to fact check everything that he says. So it's not like just not worth the time and the distraction. Plus, it makes it harder for me to cover him fairly uh, because he attacks me so frequently in it. Um, it's just, I mean, it's not entertaining. It's just stupid. But anyway, um, I did read because he wrote a really long piece about the call by Mike Kohler uh, to investigate him. And I mean, I would almost read it on the air because it says a lot about Jeff Bergash's mindset, frankly. Um, but in any case, it's so it's, it's a weird thing, but he denies anything was wrong. There's no problem here. He attacks Mike. He attacks the PNJ. He uh, he says, you know, nobody in the news is really reporting this. You know, nobody's talking about this stuff. It's all made up. And I'm like, well, um, I mean, WEAR is reporting it, and you know, other TV stations are reporting it, and you know, we've been reporting it. And, you know, it's just kind of he's so weirdly passive aggressive. Like he'll he'll attack me and the station. And then he won't mention us in news sources that are reporting on the side. I'm just like, here, this is the line. Um, in the court of public, what's the line here? Um, it's all an attempt at a political hit designed to gin up a hatchet piece in the PNJ, which they knew would follow to potentially score a right cross. Oh, because he says this is a subversive attempt to launch uh, Steve Stroberger's campaign against him in Ke- for county commission that Steve Storberger is one of the people who spoke on Thursday night. So his allegation is this is all a secret, like pre-campaign announcement is part is what he's saying. Um, it's all an attempt at a political hit designed to gin up a hatchet piece in the PNJ, which they knew would follow to potentially score right cross to my face politically, metaphorically speaking, in the court of public opinion. Interesting. Only PNJ did a piece on this. No WEAR story as of today. Well, of course, it did come out yesterday, the day after he wrote this. Uh, no North Escambia story and uh, no Rick's blog story. It seems to me because those are the only news sources in town. <laughs> the only ones. The only ones. Um, it seems to me, it, it just it's so funny. It seems to me these other legitimate local news sources... <laughs> By they're not covering this mess or telling the PNJ overtly, quiet, the adults are talking. <laughs> just, so it's an orchestrated attack by Kohler, Stroberger, one citizen, and the PNJ. Nothing more. <laughs> I'm just, I, I maybe, oh, I'm not going to go back to reading it. It's just, when I do, it is weirdly so entertaining, uh, so entertainingly bizarre. Anyway, uh, David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David? Expelled former New York Congressman George Santos is now reportedly in plea negotiations with federal prosecutors. He's uh, expected in court for an appearance today. 
He was expelled from the House, of course, on December 1st and faces 36 separate federal charges. More Americans are traveling on planes or by car over the holiday season. Travel still on the upswing. AAA predicting over 115 Americans traveling at least 50 miles here uh, over the Christmas holiday. And a uh, Scottish woman picked up a bargain bin find of a lifetime, Andrew. A first edition copy of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone for about 12 bucks. And guess how much it sold at auction for oh, recently? I, um, I would overshoot. Go ahead. First edition sold at auction for $69,000. Wow. That's a good <laughs> that's find. A, that's, a, uh, that's a pretty good pretty good acquisition. You spent twelve and you got $69,000 out of it. Always check the bargain bins at the bookstore. <laughs> Always. No, but see, the point, you could, this is like going, you know, metal detecting on the beach. Okay? Oh, you hear this one story and then, you know, they found a Spanish treasure chest you know buried three feet under the sand on pensacola beach I mean, no such thing has happened um and then like that see see that's why we metal detect and then you spend the rest of your life looking right. through the books at the goodwill and the teen challenge and and what you find in the end is squadoosh you get you know, you're like t- the old time prospectors this claim's gonna be my fortune yeah, right that's exactly right and then you 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 never ever 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 find uh, anything else, which is, you know, uh, kind of disappointing. But uh, I do want to ask you one quick question, though, before I, I let you go there. All right. Um, what, was the, um, what was the amount uh, that the $12 book sold for at auction? $69,000. 69, dudes! <laughs> Had to. Nice. <laughs> $5.50. Okay, can I, can I tell you... <laughs> So my wife and I make jokes with each other all the time about all kinds of things, right? All kinds of things, all the time. Um, it's a it's a kind of an awkward moment when you make a joke in front of your three teenage boys that they laugh at, and you're like, well, they're not supposed to laugh at that. <laughs> that would be one they'd laugh at. I'm like, you're not supposed to know that. <laughs> 550, know what? Exactly. 556 here on News Radio 923, informative. Local, dependable. If you need medical attention, whether it's urgent care or uh, primary care, <laughs> I don't know. Just, <laughs> how do you transition? I don't know. Not successfully, apparently. Um, primary care, urgent care, walk-in care. Uh, ProHealth Florida, they have seven different locations. Very successful local female-owned company, 35 years. Uh, best of the Bay, best of the coast, best of Pensacola. In Gulf Breeze by the Whataburger, uh, Santa Rosa Beach, Milton Crestview, Fort Walton, Pensacola on Summit, Pensacola on College by the Sam's Club. Uh, 8 to 4 is the Monday through Friday hours everywhere. And then 8 to 1 at the little bit higher volume center in uh, the Pensacola location by the Sam's Club. That's where you can walk in for anything, whatever you need, okay? Uh, they do lab work. They do occupational health screenings, drug screenings, employment physicals, camp physicals, sports physicals, you know, TB tests, vaccinations, you know, whatever. Um, they can even help you lose weight. They've got a medical weight loss program. It's pretty amazing. And they have a pro-health medical membership plan. See, this to me is one of the things that makes them so unique is it's not insurance, but it's kind of like insurance. It's the kind of thing that you might do instead of insurance. Or even some people, about a third of the people who use this, do it in addition to insurance because it gets you unlimited primary care visits with no copay. I mean, no copay. That's pretty cool. Um, Teladoc 24-7, physical flu shot once a year. Lab work and procedures are 25% off. Monthly B12 shot and no catches, and it's $45 a month. So just as an alternative to think about whether in addition to or instead of you know regular insurance, Check them out, ProHealthFL.com online, or just stop by any one of the locations. 558 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. This business with President Trump is very interesting. The, um, the emergency appeal to the Supreme Court, the purpose of which is to try to find out whether he can even be charged with and tried for things that he did while president. Now, their defense, and, and the reason that uh, he's asking for this, the prosecutor's asking for this, is because... He wants to get this stuff sort of out in the open and going and resolved before the election, which I actually think is a good, I mean, we ought to know before the election, the resolution a lot of this stuff with Jack Smith. The defense that the Trump team has been making, number one, is he's not able to be prosecuted for any of this stuff because it was stuff he did while president and therefore the office protects him. The, the judge said, no, no, you're crazy about that. Uh, number two is they say that uh, because he was already impeached and not convicted, he's been tried, and it's like a double jeopardy violation. 
that wasn't a court of law. I think that's a bad argument, too. Um, so I think the Supreme Court should take this up and at least decide whether he's able to be charged and prosecuted. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola. 